Hi, this is Deanna. And this is Michelle. And this is Historable. Spooky! So, Michelle. So, Deanna. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Here we are. And happy Samhain to those that celebrate. Yes. For those who observe, happy Samhain. Yeah. And if you guys are like, what on earth are you talking about? WTF is Samhain. Throwback to episode 19, where Michelle tells us all about the history of Halloween and Samhain. So, check it out. Yeah, that was, I think, one of my, like, maybe top favorite episodes to do. Yeah. It was just fun. I think that was the end of last year's slash our first ever Spooky Month. Yeah. And today is our last episode of Spooky Month. Spooky Month. Yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. I'm super excited for Deanna's topic today because, spoiler alert, I know what it is, but I don't know anything about the topic itself. Yes. But I'm very excited to learn a lot about the topic. Me too. Or I was excited. Now I'm excited to tell you guys about it. So tell me about it. So today <laughs> we are going to be talking about the casket girls of New Orleans. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like NOLA is the epitome of spooky, spooky town. Like there's a lot of juju down there. There's a lot going on in NOLA. Yeah. For sure. And it is probably one of my favorite U.S. cities. Mm-hmm. It's got so much history. It's so unique. I think it's actually, let me retract that. It's my second favorite city after Vegas. So it was Vegas, NOLA. Yeah, Vegas girl for sure. I know. <laughs> um, but NOLA's great. It's got such amazing, amazing architecture, amazing food. It has French influence and so much history. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to talk about some of the spooky and tons of spooky history. But today we're going to talk about this spooky history. All right. I'm ready for it. Let's get into it. All right. So we are in the early 1700s. Okay. And so Louisiana was pretty new on the block. It was a newer French colony. They were facing kind of a population crisis. Okay. The mayor at, or sorry, not the mayor, the governor of Louisiana, his name was Jean-Baptiste Lemoyne de Bienville, was like, Whoa, we like have a lot of dudes here, but not enough women. We have a lot of dudes, but no babes. We need more babes. Exactly. So what did he do? He called up his buddies at the French government and they were like, he was like, hey, can you send over some like virgin women to marry like the French colonists in our territory of Louisiana? Yeah. Weird, right? But. There actually was a reason that he did this. So in the late 1600s, this actually had happened before. Mm -hmm. This is, I think, an episode I want to do in the future. In the late 1600s, uh, King Louis XIV sponsored a program which was called the Fille du Roi, or the King's Daughters. Okay. So what happened in this program was there were about 800 young women from France that were put onto ships. And they were sent over to French settlements in Canada. Mm -hmm. So in this arrangement, there were 
a lot of young gentlewomen and they were like, yeah, for sure. Like I'll go immigrate to a new country The King paid a dowry and like, they were like, cool. Like this is a chance to like start anew in the new world. Yeah. When I first read, I'm like, wait, the governor of Louisiana just called up the French and was like, send me some people. But this has happened before. So send me some babes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this definitely um, there's a whole bunch behind this specific thing. But we're just going to focus on NOLA today. Got it. I think the closest thing that I've heard that was kind of similar to that was I think there was also a period of time where they took any prisoners that they had. They were like, cool, we'll let you out of prison, but you need to marry a lady of the... Are you, am I spoiling something? Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> Dana just gave me a look. Where they had to marry a lady of the evening or a sex worker, and then they would be like paid to come over and immigrate to the United States. Oh, interesting. And then that's how a lot of like the South, like Louisiana, was populated was through ex-convicts and sex workers. Okay, so I have... I'm going to get to something kind of similar and related in like two bullet points. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) So when the French came over to Louisiana, there were three main kind of posts along the Gulf Coast. So there was Mobile, Alabama, Biloxi, and later NOLA. So NOLA specifically, a lot of the founders of the city were explorers. They were trappers, traders. We've definitely talked about these people in the past. For sure. But of course, shockingly, they were mainly male. (laughs) So as I mentioned earlier, everyone was freaking out, specifically the Catholic priests in the area. And they were like, oh, no, if these men don't have wives, what's going to happen with Christianity and in the territory? Like, it's all at risk. The Catholic Church of yesteryear is the was the worst. Yes. This was a little bit religious motivated, but also like there literally weren't any women Mm -hmm. it was very small population Yeah, makes sense especially for like a new bustling town like once people settle and start having children then sure but yeah as i mentioned before the governor called up the french government and he was like hey like send some ladies this way and france was like sure so this actually goes back to your point earlier so it sounds like in the previous situation i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. where they were sending people to canada they actually did send like not i guess like proper women Mm -hmm. But that's not what they did for this situation. Got it. Okay. So when the governor of Louisiana called up the government, apparently they started gathering women from like the grimmest institutions in France. Okay. So these women were referred to as women without futures. During the time between 1719 and 1721, Mm -hmm. 250 women were shipped to Louisiana. Wow. 29 of those were from orphanages, 35 were from poorhouses, and 194 were convicted criminals they, that were sent over. So similar to what you mentioned, but they were shipping the the ladies over. That's pretty much <laughs> what all of Europe did, like, is they shipped over their convicts to the new colonies to settle here. Yeah. It explains a little bit, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So for whatever reason this time, they shipped out the, the women that they considered i guess not adding to french society and shipped them over well yeah they they didn't have any that many deal women left because they were all in canada and they didn't want to get rid of the ones that were still there so yeah makes sense needless to say uh this did not go well the officials in louisiana were like ew how dare you send these like awful women women without futures and they started like complaining that these women were just had awful behavior many men refused to marry them so didn't go great 
And now they're all just in NOLA. Like, okay, I just traveled months over the sea to get here. Yeah, so most of these women were actually put into uh, Mobile and Biloxi. So okay. NOLA is later. And this is what we're going to get into at this point. Got it. Okay, okay. So now we're in 1728. Mm-hmm. And this is really where the NOLA, I guess, population begins. Mm-hmm. And so it was said that the French government was like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. We're going to send you acceptable women, like good quality, and we're going to send them to NOLA. These women were actually handpicked by the Bishop of Quebec. So I guess like the French king was like, you need to hand select these women. So he literally vetted them. Uh, They were of appropriate age, appropriate background, unlike the previous women shipment, which sounds so horrible to say. (laughs) Previous shipment of women. (laughs) But they had these like higher caliber in their minds, women, and their goal was to just find a good match and marry one of the French colonists uh, that were starting to really like Nola was starting to grow a ton then. So sure. that was their one goal. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are in Nola. We are at the port. It's bustling with activity. Because like ports, big deal back then. Bustling ports. Bustling ports. Especially at the end of the Mississippi and in the Gulf. Yeah. Big deal. Lots of ships. A lot of bustling. Yeah. Once again, we are in 1728. Okay. And you're sitting there in the port, and all of a sudden, a bunch of mysterious new visitors arrive. Mwahaha. Mwahaha. So there are a group of women being ushered down the wooden plank into Nola. Like down the plank? Like they had to walk the plank and die? No, I mean just like the, the, the ramp. The, the, the dock. They were just walking down the dock. I was like, wait, they're just being ushered to death? No. I know this is yet. spooky, man. <laughs> so they are walking down, I'll say the ramp instead of the plank. Sure. Um, they're each clutching a coffin-shaped cassette, which is also another word for a small chest. Okay. And it held all of their belongings. Okay. What I really love and this just made me laugh. Um, multiple resources that I looked at, and anytime you hear the tale, it always talks about these women like clutching like little coffin-shaped chests to their chests. Oh. And I just think it's so funny. I'm like, why are we being so dramatic here? Yeah, like, don't steal my coffin. I mean, it's all their stuff, sure. but like, I don't know. It was just really weird. Every story or tale talks about them clutching. Also, I do want to say that this episode, which I probably should have said from the start, is a combo of fact, legend, and probably a lot of stuff that's been made up. Lots of myth. Yeah. Yeah. So just in in case you were wondering. Sure. uh, I I should have probably prefaced with that. Anyway, these women are walking down. Clutching their coffins. Clutching their coffins. They've been like stuck on this stupid boat for almost six months. Yeah. It's a Um, long journey. Long journey across the Atlantic. It's like rough. They probably don't feel great. But they were like cool, super excited. They're very eager, understandably, probably a little nervous. And they're coming down the boat. But upon the sight of them, rumors began to circulate throughout the town about these women. People just started dropping dead or what? No, they were just really pale. Um, (laughs) Oh, so that's rude as hell. So like everyone. (laughs) Sorry, they've been in a boat for six months. They didn't have access to spray tans. They were like, I think what I read too is like they were 
to keep them like safe and virtuous they like kept them in like the hole of the boat so like literally these women did not get a lot of sun oh my god these poor girls so they're super pale <laughs> and seeing daylight for the first time in a long time probably being like my ass and they're just like super nervous really uncomfortable carrying coffin shaped trunks super and sketch the vibes off yeah they're in the south where the sun is a little bit more intense so they're also you have to remember like all the current people living in nola so a lot of you know the french creoles that are already there they're going to be quite tan as it is so mm-hmm. these women stuck out yeah and sadly too um since their skin wasn't used to the sun they kept getting really burned and blistered like within oh. minutes so people were like ew this is lit- so now it's like do you have smallpox are you, are you okay do right. you like need something no they just needed some spf <laughs> and everyone's like mm, you guys must be of the devil clearly yeah they were like okay obviously something's wrong with these poor women i don't mean to laugh i do feel really bad I know, this is terrible but i'm like i'm just imagining it all unfold oh, gosh <laughs> so that's when rumors i mean everyone's like oh my gosh they are so pale they're getting burnt and so, like, maybe they're ghosts. It's because they're evil. It's because they're evil. Obvi. Uh, You know, some of them, like, were, they're sent here to, like, haunt the city. Um, some were like, they were vampires. They're here to cast spells on all of us. And Next time you get sunburned, I'm going to call you a witch. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, you know, New Orleans as a city does have a lot of like all of these types of stories. So this isn't like out of left field because there is a big belief in a lot of these things about, you know, witchcraft and ghosts and all of this stuff. So Definitely. it's not surprising that they thought this about these poor women who just needed some sunscreen and mm-hmm. some, some time. D. They needed some time. Yeah. Um, some of the other legends say that like a lot of the men found the women to be like so strange looking and just unappealing that they could not find husbands the horror oh no um and it actually really sucks because these poor women actually a lot of the dudes um in the city were super rude super disrespectful a lot of these women were placed into unwanted marriages they were mistreated um some of them like i mentioned like they were just unwed these dudes were like no and some of them were forced into prostitution Mm -hmm. not great yeah so news of this went back to France and the French king was like, absolutely not. Like he did demand the girls come back to France. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just wasn't a really great experience for them. Yeah. All around. Yeah. So before they were, so kind of a couple things before they were placed into these marriages. And then also for some of the women that were unwed before everyone had to go back to France, um, they were put under the care of the Ursuline nuns who had a convent in the city. Okay. So the intent was the nuns were there to take care of these women, protect them. And so the legend goes that the casket girls, they were put into like the third floor of the convict, or sorry, not the convict, the convent. Mm-hmm. Um, and their little boxes with all of their stuff was placed at the foot of their beds. Okay. And then I guess too, at some point, the nuns like sealed off the third floor that all these women were staying. And they're like, we're going to shutter the windows. We need to protect the virtue of these young women that we're taking care of. So it sounds like they were locked up in a crusty, disgusting, dark attic okay so first they're locked up in a boat and just trapped for six months now they're locked in the top of a nunnery pretty much (laughs) all for their virtue yep exactly okay yep just you 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 nailed it 
Um, and some, like I mentioned, did get married. Some didn't. Um, but apparently, while they were hanging out in this third floor creepy dark attic, attic, not addict, hand mirrors that the girls brought started like vanishing. Also in the city, neighbors started falling ill. Crops were failing. And so that just kind of also further fueled the rumors. That these women were responsible. Yeah. And but they were, were locked. I don't know. <laughs> it's all their fault. They were the evil that were brought into the city. Got it. They're pale and they're evil and they brought stuff back from the old country and to they're Nola. And sunburned bees. They're sunburned and they're just horrible to look at. Mm-hmm. So they're just causing mass chaos in the city of Nola. So it is crazy. Eventually, uh, the nuns actually threw the casket girls out and they closed up the third floor attic forever. Oh, why? Because they like they left their evil on the floor or something? I guess. I don't know. The nuns were like, absolutely not. We're going to seal this room. That's super dramatic of them. I know. Also, too, I think around this time, too, this is when the king was like, please ship them back. So I think it was a combo of like, they just left. Yeah. And they're like, forget these stupid chests. Like, we're leaving. Yeah. But all of their stuff was left in the third floor Oh, attic. they left all their stuff up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, one day, I don't know why, but the nuns were like, let's go back up to the third floor that we've locked <laughs> we've locked up for a while. And they found that the chests were completely empty. Oh, so they just like left the suitcase but took the contents? Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, There was just a bunch of empty chests, but like nobody, to their knowledge, had removed the items. So maybe the chests were always empty and that's just where they slept because they were all clearly vampires. Obviously. Obviously. So apparently these nuns went crazy and just started like exploring, looking around. Uh, But during their search, the belongings were never recovered. Interesting. So there's just this creepy abandoned attic with a bunch of empty chests. So obviously these women were something other than what they were supposed to be. They were not women. And so I guess like the Ursuline nuns like went crazy, spared no expense. And like they were like, nope, nothing is to ever leave this third floor space ever again. So they bolted the door shut. They nailed the windows shut. And it said that the nails used were blessed by the Pope himself. Obviously, because otherwise those girls could be able to bust through the other nails. Obviously. The non-Pope nails. Yeah. So they felt that there was something evil. These women had brought this presence. They are no longer there. Where did their stuff go? We're just going to lock lock, lock up the forget, floor. And forget it exists. Pretty like much. the 13th floor. How there's no 13th floor on any building. It's just called the 14th. Yeah. They were like, nah. But then there was another whisper throughout the street. And we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to do a little, a little Twilight role play. Okay. All right. Michelle. Deanna. Say it. We're Out in the woods. loud. Out, there you go. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Vampire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so word through the street was like, yeah, no, they're for sure vampires. So what happened was there was like a couple years later after these women had left, the room had been or the floor, excuse me, had been sealed for quite some time. There was some dude that was like a maintenance guy. The roof was leaky and somehow he found the empty caskets. Okay. And so the theory that started going around was actually the casket girls, they smuggled in vampires in the caskets from Eastern Europe. So it wasn't that there was stuff in those boxes. 
They were vampires. And they let them loose on the city. Exactly. So now the streets of NOLA are just filled with blood-drained corpses because these vampires were brought over in the caskets by these quote-unquote women. And they just brought over the ancestors of Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. (laughs) So, I don't know. The other thought that was going around town, they were like, oh, well, obviously the the convent's windows were sealed with the screws because the vampires were trying to get back into their their caskets and their coffins, obviously. Clearly, yes. That is exactly why the nuns had sealed the windows. Yeah. So, I don't know. So it really wasn't. They were like, the nuns were pretending. We're protecting their virtue. Lies. They were keeping the vampires out of the city. They were keeping the vampires out. Allegedly, uh, Pope John Paul II came back to the convent and re-blessed the screws during his 1987 visit. That's the word on the street. Got it. Because, I don't know, I guess you need to re-bless things every Just to keep them up in their blessing status, you know? Years, you know, he was like, okay. And if you look up to the third floor today, the windows are still shuttered. So we do not know what the women brought over in those caskets. I bet you Ghost Adventures has been up in that third floor. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> totally. Let's talk a little bit more about facts. So that was kind of the the lore and the kind of the mystery behind the casket girls of Nola. I hate to burst your bubble, but the trunks that they had were actually kind of small. There's no way you could have fit a body in these trunks. Maybe like a toddler vampire. Yeah, like a vampire tot. V- vamp tot. A vamp tot. Sure. And apparently it turns out that most of these trunks actually weren't even the, in the shape of a casket. That was just something that kind of evolved over time that everything was casket shaped. But they just had normal trunks. Yeah. They were just poor, pale ladies with normal trunks just looking for love. raging sunburns. With raging sunburns. (laughs) The other thing um, that they talk about, you know, the the windows being shuttered and locked, like screwed shut. Um, I guess actually like in the last decade or so, they're like hurricane shutters that were installed. But people still like to think, oh, look, no one's ever, like, come out. It's, they're very functional. Yeah. yeah. And if no one's staying up there, it might as well just keep them shut, right? Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is on the third floor, it said that the city of NOLA is like, actually, it's just it's just records, storage mm-hmm. items. There's not a secret bunch of empty coffins or caskets sealed and- in this room. It's like it's storage. Yeah, and if it's being used as storage, like you usually don't want a lot of sun to go in there anyway because it could damage things. Exactly. Logical, so, logical. There's just some records up there. So hate to burst your bubble. But then again, are they lying to us? Who's to say? So we've covered the history. We've covered probably some of the truth pieces. But there's one other crazy story surrounding these women and the convent that I wanted to go over to kind of wrap us up. Let's get into the crazy. So it's night. So I want to say this is allegedly, allegedly in 1978, which was that like 45 years ago? 50? 50? 40? I don't know. Oh, 45? Yeah, it's the late 70s. The 1970s. Some time ago. It goes that there were two paranormal investigators and they were like, we're going to like, we're going to figure this out. We're going to get answers. Let's find out if the fees a la cassette, also known as the casket girls, like let's find out if they actually were vampires. For the record, I don't know how on earth they were going to figure this out, but they were determined. 
So they camped out in front of the old convent. And I guess like at some point they tried getting on. They actually got kicked out for a while for loitering the property. Everyone's like, can you stop? But they were like, no. So they hid out in the courtyard and they stayed overnight and they were going to monitor the convent to see what would happen. So they started staring at the third floor, watching for shenanigans. So the hours passed. It was slow. It was late. It was dark. They fell asleep. While they were sleeping, they didn't notice that the shutters on the windows that were supposed to be locked by blessed nails were opening and shut. Opening and shut. And they had this on video? So it claims that they had recording cameras all of a sudden started fading to black. Mm. The next morning, the bodies were found. The bodies had been torn open, ravaged. The, two, two, the body of the, the investigators? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They both were ravaged as if by the claws of an animal. And their bodies were drained of blood. Sounds like a chupacopper to me. <laughs> so there you go. That is the tale. Was it vampires? Was it chupacabras? Did it even happen? I don't know, but I think that's the story. Dang. Uh, that was so much fun. I wish it was a chupacabra, but that's an, that's another myth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many chupacabras were running around NOLA in the 1970s. I mean, they're running around all the time. Yeah. Just draining people of blood. But so are vampires, so that makes sense. So there you go. Dang. Oh, my God. I'm so glad to fully know the full story of that because I've just only heard the name, and I think many years ago heard like a little tidbit and knew that it sounded interesting but then never looked into it (laughs) so that was really cool to learn but man those poor girls like what what a like a year-long journey two-year-long journey they must have had where it was like let's travel in seclusion come out be like so ill everyone hates us (laughs) they just ship us back yeah these poor women it just i don't know the whole thing is just not great I I do feel bad for these poor women of NOLA. And I don't know how many were sent back to France. It sounds like some were. So hopefully they lived a very happy life after this. Hopefully they got vitamin D back in their lives and finally married people that weren't shitty. Or maybe they brought over vampires in those those little trunks they were clutching to their chests all the time. I don't know. Clutching their luggage. Aren't, isn't anyone when they arrive in a new country? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But... Anyway, just a little spooky spooky to wrap up spooky month. Oh, that was a good one. I really liked that. Thanks so much for looking into that and You're welcome. and writing up that script. I think I think we all learned a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> that no matter the century, people are just superstitious and weird. <laughs> and really mean to like people. Yeah. If they don't like the way that you look or they find you different. Yep. So there we go. Preach it. Yep. All right, guys, if you guys want to check out the sources that Deanna got all this juicy goss from, go ahead and check out our website, historicalpodcast.com. And on the episode page will be all the source links. Also, feel free to follow us on social media. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. (laughs) I was just, I was going to say social media. And I'm like, yeah. No, that's not. I'm being specific here. Anyway, you guys know the drill. Also, shoot us a Gmail, historicalpodcast at gmail.com. If you guys have any feedback, if you have any questions, you have any podcast episode suggestions, I got to say, we got our next couple months plotted out for the most part. 
We got some whirlwinds coming. We're going to be talking about a lot of really interesting stuff coming up here. We're also going to take some breaks for the holidays coming up. So just want to warn you for that. What else do we got on the docket? I think that's it. That's it. Well, I hope you guys eat a lot of candy. Um, I will be sitting here eating a bowl of candy on this Halloween night because I live in an apartment and no kids trick-or-treat in my house. So, <laughs> And if you what did I, what did I say that last week or the week before? I was like, I know it sounds really creepy, but I love handing out candy to kids. Yep. <laughs> it was I, dur- during my uh, Halloween sadism, yes. should you check your candy buckets episode yeah. of last week. I'm like, I know that sounds creepy, but I'm like, I just loved Halloween as a kid. So I love seeing the magic in the little kid's eyes. It just makes me happy. So wonderful. So wonderful. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you for joining us for another month of Historable. And we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. I want to go to NOLA. Uh, me too. I've never been. We need to go. I know. We can go do like a ghost tour. Yeah, I want to do spooky spooky. Yes. Like go in the fall or something because you know your girl doesn't do heat very well. Oh, yeah. no. Unless I'm it. like on a beach or next to a pool. Yeah, no. We're not going to NOLA in the summer. Nah. 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 All right. Bye. Bye.